Awesome. We are live from the lair. Hi, I'm Weekend Gabe uh, here at the House of Van Chicago with our topic, fashion and music, a conversation about branding, pivoting, and position in today's art world. Today we are recording before a live audience. Something that we've never done before. This is brand new territory for us. We're really excited about it. Thank you guys so much for having us. We have uh, guests Anastasia Chaska and Donna Diane joining us. Hello. Anastasia Chaka, Chaka, Chaska. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to confuse it with Chaka, Chaka Khan. Um, Anastasia Chaska believes that fashion should be fun, socially responsible, sustainable, eco-friendly, exciting, and add an extra element to your personality. Uh, she believes that by shopping custom-made, upcycled, and DIY, we can achieve those goals in fashion. She believes that we are also unique and have our own style, and that we don't need to sacrifice the earth with our fashion choices. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> and Diane, Donna Diane from Juna, which has a raw and aggressive soak performance style packed into crushing noise rock power duo that needs to be seen as much as heard. Donna Diane is a multi-instrumentalist who plays two instruments simultaneously. This is true. We'll have to get into that. <laughs> a guitar and a massive sounding Moog bass synthesizer. Oh, I love the Moog. Um, that she plays with her feet uh, while singing. This is going to be a very exciting <laughs> interview. Uh, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you to the House of Vans audience. Uh, all right, first, I want to start off with each of you by just talking about your style. Donna with your music, Anastasia with your fashion. Donna, where do you derive your sound from? Um, a lot of it is actually shaped by the gear that I use um, and the limitations of playing guitar and playing a bass organ with my feet at the same time. Mm. So um, a lot of it is, yeah, just kind of like pushing boundaries with where I can go under those kind of strict limitations. Mm. What made you decide to play music with your feet? Um, actually, my for my old band, my drummer was kind of, <laughs> I could tell he was going to leave soon. So I was like, I need to find a way to play <laughs> solo in the interim before I find a new drummer. And that's actually how I put it all together and Juna started. How long did it take to perfect that? Um, you know, not that long. What, one thing that helped is I had a friend of mine that does a festival in the winter um, every year and he was like, what's up with your band? Um, we, the festival's in two weeks, like, can you play? And I was like, oh yeah, I got this great solo project. I just totally <laughs> made it up. And then in two weeks I had to put it together to Play, so that's one way to do it. So when you show up and like, where's the band? Like, I, I am the band. Yeah, <laughs> basically. There you go. Uh, how are you keeping your sound youthful and energetic? We, we saw some of the video clips when we were walking in. Just a lot of energies being projected. Yeah, I, I mean, that's just kind of who I am just on stage. If I'm not thrashing around and yelling at people, <laughs> then it's not really <laughs> me. So. Uh, well, where, where the, what kind of venues, what kind of stages have you touched? Um, well, we played House of Vans here. Um, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> that was the Converge show back in August, so that was phenomenal. Um, we're playing tomorrow at Empty Bottle, which, if you haven't been there, that's like it's legit a great, it's a great Chicago place. dive. Definitely yeah. check it out. And um, we're going to be touring a bunch this year. We just released our first album in November, so we're going to be doing 
East Coast, South in the spring. So, yeah. yeah. Well, where can people uh, find your tour schedule? Is it public? Um, yeah, just on social media. We're on Instagram, um, Facebook, Bandcamp. You're out there. Spotify. Um, I've seen that you've taken more of a fashion statement uh, with Juna, your band, than your previous projects. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, that was actually kind of accidental because hmm. um, when we started, I was trying to find a way to kind of highlight my leg on stage so people would know what I, <laughs> what I was doing. So I like started out doing like skirts that were like slid up my thigh kind of a thing. And then um, it kind of just developed from there, noise rock is like still a pretty male-dominated genre, so it kind of became important to me to kind of lead with more of like the femininity mm. aspect, because like that that's very important to me. Like things like aggression and dominance and power, that those things that they're not exclusively like the domain of masculinity. It's they they have no gender. Mm. Anastasia, I want to yeah. rope you into this. Uh, a lot of your work is custom made, right? It is. I do a lot of custom work, and right now we're doing a lot of like upcycling. So going to thrift stores, taking things, taking twenty sweaters, maybe making them into one dress. Um, we also have a whole like YouTube series on how to upcycle things and tailor things. Right now, sweaters are really big. Taking like a big <laughs> '80s sweater, cropping them, changing the neckline. Yeah. So really refashioning what's been out there for a while. Is that is that as challenging as creating a new design, or it can be more challenging because you're limited with how much fabric you have or what the style is. So I yeah. think it's a little bit more challenging. Is there more fun upcycling? Um, you come up with more creative things just out of happenstance of what you have. What's the most unique upcycle story do you have? Ooh, oh my gosh, that's such a good, uh, well recently, so we do all these TikTok videos and we had this 1960s dress that had like a really high collar and it was to the floor and I like chopped it, made it short, got rid of the neck and it started this whole conversation of like hundreds of people chiming in. One half was like super mad that I chopped up this dress from the 60s because they were like, <laughs> Vintage, there's not that much vintage. And some people even thought it was like a Regency dress. Like, they obviously didn't know their fashion history. Right. Um, but then there was a whole other half of people that were like, it's better that it's not in a landfill. You know, I'm glad to see that, like, she's wearing it. Um, you know, so it's so, like, half and half of, like, people love that or people, like, totally don't like it. <laughs> it's going to, uh, well, we're in a very, uh, in a world where anyone could be offended. But apparently chopping up clothes and reinventing them. Right. We're oh sore on some. Yeah. Um, when it's not custom work that you're doing, uh, how do you curate your fashion? Really? Um, so I used to own a boutique in the neighborhood in Wicker Park here. So I had a boutique for 10 years where I manufactured everything in Chicago. And then I transitioned into doing custom work. So you could kind of come in and uh, there's all this like a wall of muslin. So like the mock-up. So there'd be like all these different sleeves, all these different bodices, skirts. And you could come in and pick them out and define your own style mm. and then choose fabrics and we would custom make it for you so that you could have your own unique fashion style. We were talking a little bit before our audience arrived here about how you got into fashion. I think it's worth retelling, like uh, what was the, the starting moment for you? 
totally. Um, so I was about 10 years old. I've always been like obsessed with music, and I really wanted these outfits that like David Bowie was wearing or the Beatles were, were wearing. My mom's like, okay, we can go and try and find them at the store, but we're probably not going to find them. Um, so she's like, here's my sewing machine. Here's how you thread it. Like, have fun. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I just started making clothes, and I fell in love with it. Um, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. So on the weekends, we would set up at concert venues and sell these clothes that we had worked, all me and my friends, like worked like all week making. And it was just this rewarding feeling of like creating something and then having somebody love it and wear it. And that's kind of where it started. Did you ever have, uh, maybe the audience knows this, the, the Cosby Show Gordon Gartrell episode? Uh, where uh, Theo like asked his sister to make him a custom shirt, but like the one arm is longer than the next. Oh, like, awesome. was was that was there never experience something like that? Uh, I mean, early, early on, maybe yeah. not now, but early on. Totally, I think definitely when we started, you know, like maybe things weren't always even or finished properly. It was just like this excitement of wearing something new that you've created. Um, which is really exciting to now transition that into like I teach sewing classes in my design studio in this whole new generation of people old and young that want to learn how to do these things. Yeah. So. Wow. Cool. That's cool. Well, that's cool. I, I, I like uh, deliberate or sometimes accidental accidents that make your clothes stand out a little bit. Totally. I'm fine with that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the challenges that you're facing keeping up with some of the current trends that are happening in fashion? Is that something you consider since you create your own lines? Definitely. I mean, I think you need to take trends into consideration whether you want to follow them or not follow them. I mean, the biggest thing I think happening in fashion right now is the whole upcycling thing. Mm. But like as a company, how do you upcycle a hundred of something and have it consistent? You kind of can't unless you're buying out a whole factory of something and, you know, right. doing the same thing to everything. Right. Um, so I think that's interesting and everybody is on the new wave of like shopping, maybe just used if they're not upcycling and what that's going to do to the fashion industry, I think is really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm in love with thrift stores. Like yeah. Just find all types of gems. Totally. Yeah. I found this coat from the fur coat from the 1940s the other day for like $10. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> Amazing. Well, and, and I think that's the, the awesome part about your Instagram is like you showcase the stuff that either you buy or the stuff that you make so people can see the, the diverse selections of fashion that you just you yourself enjoy. Totally, and I don't think fashion has to be any, you don't have to be any one style per se. Um, I mean, sometimes I'm fun and colorful and bright. Sometimes it's black jeans and a t-shirt. Um, I was like a super goth in high school, so sometimes I pull out those big crazy boots, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think having fun with it and, you know, being inspired by what you're doing or how you're feeling for the day or what you're listening to. I don't know about everyone else in the room, but like I have like five uh, standard shirts and like, six pairs of like bottoms that I wear and then I just rotate them and then occasionally I'll sprinkle in something with a little bit of color but that's it but hey that's your style so go for it all right um and then uh, before we hit a small break um uh, where like for this is a question for both of you how do you feel that you have some sort of signature uh element about the work that you do Donna with music Anastasia with your fashion what like is there a signature that stands out from everyone else that you feel um, for me, I think it's kind of the gear thing. There's not like a whole lot of people doing the like simultaneous instruments. You don't see thing. that a lot. Yeah, so I try to like come up with interesting ways to do like web videos to show how it works. I'm hoping to get like more people into doing it, so I'm not <laughs> the only one. <laughs> 
Um, for me, I mean, it's really all about like color, print, and texture. Um, and the color pink, I feel like I get associated with the color pink a lot. All right, sounds good. We're going to hit a small break. We're going to be right back. We're going to hit a music break. Uh, this is from Donna's band, Juna, with Animal Kingdom. We'll be right back here. More live from the lair. We're back at it. Weekend Gabe here holding it down. Um, did I, oh wait, where's my, where's my notes? Goodness. Uh, I'm like the anchor man out here. If you don't put it in front of me, I won't read it. Um, come on. All right. All right, so around a year ago, both of you guys kind of had like a bit of a professional uh, shift. Donna, you started a new music project, and Anastasia, you shifted from your business away from uh, brick and mortar to focus mainly on custom orders and other avenues. Anastasia, let's start with you. You have always been doing custom work, but a year ago, you decided to focus more on that and some of the classes that you teach. Uh, what made you make that change, and did you see a certain trend that helped you make that decision? I mean, people really want experiences in fashion right now. So the last year I had the boutique, um, we redid it and turned it strictly into a custom shop to see how people would respond to that. Mm. And they responded very positively to that. And you don't have to have a storefront to offer custom clothing. So we closed the storefront and just focused on having it in the studio. And people like coming to the workspace. They like seeing that. So it's cool to have people in the actual workspace too for fittings. Yeah, and um, then can you discuss a little bit about the, the fashion versus custom work? Like, re like ready to wear, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it's also like very like eco-conscious on my end not to have to produce like 50 of a skirt and worry about selling it. Is it going to go on discount? Where is it going to end up? So sure. this way we're just making like one of something, mm. um, which I like doing instead of having to really worry about like what are we going to do with all these skirts that we haven't sold right now? Um, that's like a really stressful thing, like having the inventory. So not having inventory right now, I really love that. So is there uh, a, a nervousness about having too much of something at one time? Because you're like, I just don't know what's going to happen. So keeping it more moderate or maybe even low? When I had the store? Yeah. yeah I mean, um, we always did like custom limited edition runs of things. So mm. maybe it was a circle skirt, but we did it in, you know, 20 different fabrics. So everybody always felt unique when they were buying something or being styled from the boutique. For sure. And Donna, uh, what was uh, your change like uh, when you started your new project? Uh, what were some of your thoughts about starting over? Um, I was a little concerned about it because I, you know, transitioning everything over to a new thing. Um, but it actually, so much of music now is about like the artists themselves. Mm. So um, it was amazing to me, like how many people just followed me straight into the new thing because they recognized my voice, like is similar style of music. So yeah, it actually was not that big of a deal. Really? <laughs> I mean, we, we often hear like artists who either go solo or break off and form new groups. There's always kind of like uh, a bit of a risk to doing that because people identify what, what you were before. So this sort of new reinvention of yourself may uh, be a little bit, you know, challenging for them to experience. So there, there wasn't any of sort of that uncertainty that may, that may have occurred. Um, to me, I think I feel like so much of it is like tr like a trust thing. Sure. Like if people know you and they they know you do high quality work and so they trust you, they'll trust you to like go on to the next thing. And as long as you fulfill those promises about like who you authentically are, yeah. I think people are just down for that. Um, and now that you're in a two piece band, what freedoms and challenges does that bring? Ooh, two piece is awesome because you're only dealing with one other person's schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, booking is so much easier. Challenges, I mean, that's the other, the downside to it is it's only two people, so all of the work is shouldered by that. All the finances, you're much more limited resource-wise. So when you're an independent band, like that is a lot to take on. All right, we're going to hit a small break. We are going to take a quick break and listen to track Nurse and Nun from Juna. We're live from the lair with the House of Vans.
All right, we're back. Weekend Gabe, you're holding it down. All right, we got a few minutes, so we're going to speed race through these. Uh, to the both of you, how are you continuing to stay visible? How are you both creating buzz around your work? Uh, we'll talk with Anastasia first. Okay, my short answer is TikTok and live streaming on YouTube and live streaming everything. Oh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mostly Instagram and YouTube, anything that can represent what we do visually. Are those the best ways to communicate with your supporters as well, or do you find? Yes, there's huge gear community on both those um, platforms, so that is an ideal way for me to like have gear conversations. Is there? Uh, did it take uh, any comfort or building up to being comfortable being like on live and doing some of these videos? I know that I'm I really. So. I feel like it's very invasive whenever I I try to you know do it a little bit, and I was like, I don't want people to see me in my front room. Like that's not. <laughs> like who's gonna get any enjoyment of seeing me doing normal stuff oh people love that stuff voyeuristic world we live in they want to see it all they want more they want to know everything <laughs> like do you want to see someone just like staring at their camera like talking to you like hey, i'm just watching tv what are you doing like watch tv like all right like we can watch tv through this medium that's sounds terrible um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it, it seems like you guys have found ways to either move from a traditional business aspect to being more uh, flexible in the way that you're able to to get your 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 uh, your work out there, and you've also Donna been able to sort of reinvent yourself to get your uh, get your music you know, diversified and played differently. Do you guys at, at all um, have have uh, dreams or fascination with? being a musician yourself or being the fashion artist yourself do you ever sort of put yourself in those shoes at any point um i did so i for our album cover cover i'm like wearing this nun habit that i sewed myself i hadn't sewed since high school so it is kind of fun to like occasionally cross over and bring that i like for our video i had to learn how to make acrylic nails i had no idea but it was fun Right on. Um, yeah, no, when I was in high school, I was in a band. I was in a riot girl band and in a riot girl chapter. So. Why, does, why does this not surprise <laughs> me? Um, so I love music, and I was in a band when I was younger, but I just kind of really went for art and fashion, and that's just where I ended up. All right, well, thank you guys so much for joining us here at the House of Vans uh, with the Live from the Lair. Uh, before we end, we want to let you know where we where can they find you guys on the social medias? Totally. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, Tumblr, website, everywhere. You're out there. Like. <laughs> um, we're mainly Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. We're on Spotify, and if anybody's interested in vinyl, it's on bandcamp.com. Sweet. I always love me some vinyl. All right. Well, thank you so much to uh, Chuck Redu of uh, House of Vans Chicago and everyone at House of Vans Global. Thank you to Sarah Steppi. <laughs> Please forgive us. Um, the creative producer at WRB Studios and putting everything together for us. And our guest, fashion designer Anastasia Chaska and front, front woman of Juna, Donna Diane. Thank you guys so much again. I'm Weekend Game for Radio 1 Chicago. You can find us on the social medias and the interwebs at Radio1Chicago.com and all over the social media at Radio 1 Chicago. And our hashtag is All Chicago Everything. Thank you guys so much again. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you.